All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Weak Desires podcast. This is the first episode for 2022. Actually, well, first album reviews for 2022. We did talk a little bit last time about the end of last year's, like November, December, and then wrapped up our top 10s and stuff that we were looking forward to for this year. But now it's finally this year's music. So not a whole lot this month or for January, I should say. But again, we got Scott here. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing okay. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but we really only have like a few for each of us. So I guess I'll let you go ahead and get your thoughts on stuff that you were listening to. I can get some thoughts on stuff that we listen to the same thing. I think we only have like one album that we both listen to. one that we both listened to i should say yeah for sure and yeah it was definitely a it was a slim month which is to be expected in january i wasn't really expecting there to be a whole lot to be released in january anyways so the albums that i did get to listen to i was it, it was nice to just have anything be released at all so i'll do the ones i know you haven't listened to first and then we can kind of talk about the ones that you've listened to the and this is not in chronological order at all but first off we got uh comeback kid which is a um hardcore band that's been been around for a very long time they have kind of they're, they're not as straightforward hardcore as they used to be they're they've added touches of metalcore to it i would kind of uh, compare them to stray from the path a good bit even though they predate stray by probably a decade and maybe not but same kind of vibe but yeah their uh, new record is, is really solid just if you're you know in the mood for some spin kicks and air punching then it's it's the record for you for sure highly recommend it super fun i think it's a pretty quick listen to if i if i'm remembering correctly next up i got uh fit for an autopsy their new record came out i think think it was the same week as another prominent record that we will be talking about here in just a second and this record was really really good too i am not much of a deathcore kind of person that's not really my vibe most of the time but when i'm in the mood and when it's done well I really, really enjoy it, and I think this is a great example of that. There's a lot of really cool melodic moments, and there's a lot of really, really cool, like super heavy moments on this record, too. I I found this record to be really versatile because there were definitely, it, it had its deathcore moments, and then there were songs that I could see, you know, I could liken it to maybe a song off of a Silent Planet record. So... I really, really liked what, what the new Fit for an Autopsy record had to offer. I've listened to it more than once, and yeah, definitely recommend that one as well. In that same vein, I also listened to the new Enterprise Earth record, which um, also really heavy, also really, really solid as well. I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it other than it was really good. I don't know. Would you classify it as deathcore? I'm actually not too familiar with this band. It does look pretty deathcore though, just by the logo. And no, I'm sorry. I thought that this was one of the ones that you would listen to. No, the so 
the one the one we both listened to i think the, the only one we both listened to was the under oath album okay okay yeah this so, seems like something i would listen well i'll have to listen to it myself but i so, I, I do like some deathcore here and there yeah this band used to be on franz's rec- uh, record label oh okay which was interesting because yeah they're pretty death Corey, but yeah so but they're not anymore but yeah i i, I liked this record a lot too once again it, it's something that you know if i'm in the mood for really really awesome deathcore record so it was a like all of my records that i listened to that came out this this month were heavy records leads me to my last record that we both listened to we can flesh out a little bit which is under a long-awaited new record called voyeurist came out i think it was the second weekend of january believe it was originally slated for a september october release but then got pushed back because of the vinyl shortage so we waited a lot longer for this record than we probably should have but this this is a very very interesting record when the first few singles came out i was intrigued and i mean i i was like I, it's an under oath record i'm gonna be sold on it i was i did go into it with a little bit more trepidation than i did erase me because and granted i i, I still really like erase me it's it just hadn't aged as well as I'd hoped for, for me personally. And so I was a little bit more careful going into with just, you know, these huge expectations. And I think that may have worked towards my benefit because I really love this record a lot. It's 10 songs. You get through it really quick, even though the last song is, I think, over seven minutes long. But the record has as a whole flows really well. It's a lot more classic Under Oath than their previous effort, I would say. It, it actually sounds like Under Oath to me. I still would not put it in the same conversation of the pre-breakup releases with Spencer, but I would consider it a substantial improvement over Erase Me. I think some of my favorite tracks would be Numb. The chorus in that song is is super cool. Thorn is fun. And then the two singles released, um, Damn Excuses and Hallelujah, I really like. And then they just have a really good feel for closing tracks. Pneumonia, the last track on the record, is just a really, really awesome way to cap it off. They've always been really, really good at closing out records too. And that's something that I think they're they don't get enough credit for is that they really know how to close out a record so yeah it was uh it was a good like all in all like it it's you know far from my favorite under Earth record but was still really really great especially in the world of whatever heavy music is in 2022 yeah had a lot of fun with this one nice okay yeah I okay so let me do my thoughts for under oath first when I first listened to this I I did not like it at all I was ready to just like dismiss it entirely and it's just like I just I really can't get into it because I I mean from what little I listened to erase me I didn't really care for that either I'm just like man I was in my mind I was thinking like man post like getting back together under oath is not really selling it for me but I did listen to it 
little bit more today. And I was like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was. So I'm giving it another chance. It's not, yeah, it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's actually like some cool things. Like I did like parts of the, the Hallelujah and some other songs. I can't remember because I was just listening to it this morning because I had like the little free time here and there during work. Yeah, it was, I don't know. And Underworld to me is not not nearly the same extent as, as they are to you. Like I, the way you described Underworld, like I'll like it no matter what. That sounds like like a Metallica or a Beartooth to me. It's like no matter, no matter what they put out, I'm generally going to like it. So, and I was very, very, very late to Under Oath. So I'm not, I don't have that. I don't know nostalgia is the right word, but like, yeah, this one, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same for me. You know what I mean? I liked like the two albums. Like I liked a lot of the hooks or the, um, the popular songs hits, I should say uh, from like the first two albums, you know, the ones that people are always singing along to because they're really catchy vocally, you know? And then I remember really liking Disambiguation, which I think no one really talks about because it was like, I want to say the vocalist from Norma Jean was the vocalist for that album or something like that. It wasn't normally. Well, what had happened was Gillespie, Aaron Gillespie left in 2009 and um, he was the drummer and the singer, like the singer singer, not the, not, not Spencer, the screamer, but he played drums and he sang. So he left in 2009 and Norma Jean's drummer came in. And so it was entirely Spencer doing both singing and screaming on Disambiguation is what it was. Yeah, I think it, I think that's a record that's really grown on people with time because I think it got really overlooked when it came out because of that. But I hear a lot of appreciation for it now, putting it up there with, with their other you know, putting it up there with Chasing Safety and Define the Great Line. Pretty much all of, like, that, so they they were a band before Spencer. Um, they were, like, a, you know, deathcore band that was not very good and released, like, a few records with. Do you know the band Maylene and the Sons of Disaster? I do, yes. So he was the original vocalist for Under Oath in, like, the 90s. And so... They put out a few records with him and it was just a completely different band. And then Spencer joined and they put out Chasing Safety and pretty much from Chasing Safety until this ambiguation is just, it's it's just like a perfect streak of records in my opinion. And I, I, I feel like I, I might've probably viewed Disambiguation when it was released in a similar way of how I feel about voyeurist now i think because it's in a way you know it's still the same band but it's very different and even though they have gillespie back now they're a very different band than from where they were you know 15 years ago and so yeah i with voyeurist too i think you said you had re-listened to it today and I think it is a record that rewards that because there's a lot of hidden intricacies in it that kind of come out the more the more you listen to it. It's yeah, because I I wasn't like I didn't dislike it the first time I listened to it, but I definitely felt underwhelmed. I liked it a lot more the more I listened to it. It you know I, the more I could you know pick apart and latch onto the more it grew on me. 
Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth listening to. And there's also like the big controversy with Under Oath as the, like who they were before. And now, so those that, that ties in with it too, I think it, for some people, for me, it was kind of either or. I was just like, if the music's good, that's all I really care about <laughs> at this point. I mean, I, I mean, I follow bands that aren't Christians and it's fine if they're not, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I think people should give it a chance if they didn't like the album before that which I didn't really. So I may even go back and see if I like that a little bit more. But yeah, that was a big thing for me. I, I, I'm glad I, I took the time to listen to it again. Uh, so that was the big thing. I have two more I want to talk about. One of them, kind of surprising, Skillet put out a new record in January, which I know, <laughs> like, I know how Skillet is. Like for me, I was like, I'm just going to check this out, see if I like anything from it, because I know, I know what skill is, what, you know, and it's pretty much the same for what they do. Like it's the same. I, I feel like skillet talks about two generic things. It's like, man, I'm invincible. I can do what anything I want. Or like, I am a depraved sinner. God help me. You know, it's like one of the two <laughs> polar opposites. So like lyrically, it's it's all the same. I'm not really surprised by that. I will say though, there are some songs in there that have some really cool riffs. And I am all about like cool guitar riffs. So like the title, so the uh, album I believe is called Dominion. And the title track to that is, it's got a cool, it was good. I mean, a lot of these songs have like catchy choruses. That's kind of what they're about. You know what I mean? Like that's just who skill it is. So yeah, the title track, very catchy there's even some cool like like shredding lead guitar it's like really impressive but overall it's a skillet album if you like the stuff that you've liked before them before that you'll like this and if you don't there might be something a song or two in here for you but if not like it's just who they are you know i don't think they're ever gonna really change overall their sound they're just like they write hooks you know what i mean I hope everyone who enjoys this is super happy and more power to them. But that's great. <laughs> I will say, and um, pretty much anytime Skillet puts out a new record, I'll mention, you know, like, I feel like if you didn't listen to Skillet at some point growing up, like, especially if, if you, you know, you grew up in like a Christian home, like, something's wrong like you had to at least once <laughs> like you had to be into them for at least a short period of time and i would still probably I, not not probably i still would stand by their records collide and comatose solid rock records you know after that they they kind of lost me but yeah no all the best to whoever is still sticking with them and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so my my hot take right when I before I even like re-listened to these albums, I was like, man, I kind of like the Skillet record more than I do Under Oath. <laughs> so that was that's that was like, I mean, but now that I've listened to both, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I might just say it a bait to draw people into listen to this. <laughs> but no, it's uh, both are I think both are at least worth checking out. I mean, they're, uh, and they're both around the same play time. No, I think scale's a little bit longer by a few minutes, but both around like 40 minutes or so. So 
Yeah, if you like Skillet, check it out. And the last one, last album I want to talk about is uh, Shadow of Intent. This album, that was, it's like a, I don't know what you call it, like a melodic death metal or deathcore. I didn't really know what kind of what the genre is. It's like very, it can be very, usually pretty fast. And like, there's some kind of synthy orchestra stuff behind it. Very cool guitar parts. I like with their Chris, I think his car's name is Chris, what he does and in currents. So a lot of that, I mean, it sounds completely different than, than currents, but still like very, very good. There's a couple cool hooks in it. It's like, I mean, it's, I mean, the album's pretty long too. It's about an hour, I think. And yeah, it, it, it may not be for everyone. Like I, I think I would listen to it too much, but I've been listening to it a little bit more here and there. So definitely worth checking out if you like currents and that kind of subgenre of metal, if you want to call it that. I mean, it is metal. I don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's very cool. There's a couple, I'm going to look up the songs real quick. Cause there's like the third track the album's called elegy. So the coming fire has a really cool motif that comes in and out of the song. That was really cool. Yeah. Just a lot of really cool things in it. Even Phil Bozeman is it is it features in one of the songs and also Chuck Billy. If you don't know, that's the vocalist of the metal band Testament. So that was really cool. So yeah, a lot of cool things in there. Really like the album as a whole and definitely worth checking out. I mean, if you, like the deathcore stuff from like Fifth Run Autopsy or, or Enterprise Earth. I think that could be good to check out too. I will definitely check out the ones that you have mentioned for this month because I need to go. I forgot, like, you know, Will Putney's the guitarist for Fit for an Autopsy. And so I, I've liked, he just, he also produces for numerous of bands. And I think it's more of like what he does, like as a full-time thing, you know. But yeah, I'll definitely go check that out. And that is about it for albums for January. A little bit more than I was expecting, I guess, but not not too much as a whole. So looking forward to what's coming in the, in the coming months. And there's also a couple cool singles that came out month or I, I'm, I'm going to get confused with this month and like early, sorry, from January and early this month, because there were some things that came out like last weekend or the past two weekends that have been really good. Like Lights announced her new album, Pep, that's coming out on April 1st, which is, she says, is no joke because, you know, April Fool's. So she's got a couple songs out from that, a couple singles out from that. That's really good. I think Wolves Out the Gate, did they release a single in January? Or was that like... I think week? they just put out a new one too. Okay. They put out, I think they put out one in January and they just put out another one. Okay. So they've got like two or three at this point. Yeah, and that record is coming out in I think mid March, early early mid March, some somewhere in there. Yeah, that should be good. I'm looking forward to that. Well, any any other song like singles or EPs or anything you want to mention before we cut it off for today? No, no, nothing. Okay, well, we will just close it off there. Thank Scott. Thank you as always for joining me on. Uh, yeah, this, this is I like that we're. Keep, gonna keep doing this and it's been really fun to really i mean i was really busy in january so i had to like really find at least a couple things and i'm glad that i found like the two or three that i found out you know so yeah i'm looking forward to more what's to come and 
yeah until next time guys uh take care